All right, guys. Listen, guys, I am so excited. I was ready to say welcome to the Dope Girls Pray podcast, but it is not that podcast. Listen, this is the not classic mantle, the mentorship virtual live edition. And guys, I am so excited. First of all, I'm excited because we have not been live. I was just telling Jennifer, we haven't been live for like almost a year and a half, literally like doing anything virtual. The Lord has literally had us in a cage just teaching, doing other assignments and going out and stuff like this. And the Lord has called us and summoned us to come back virtual. Listen, before we go forward, I need you guys to do me a favor. If you're on here and you're watching, I need you guys to begin to tag and share. I see Christina on here. I see Pastor Carol. I see Brianna. I see Dorothy. I see Deja. I see Kay. I see Deirdre. Um, I see people saying, let's go. Listen, I need everybody on here to take a second. I need you to tag and share. Tag five ladies that you know that need to be on here tonight to listen to what it is that the Lord wants to say. No, we're not having church on tonight. Hey, Linda, how are you? But this is a spirit-led, candid conversation because literally with the not plastic and mantle, let's talk about that really, really fast so you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. So literally the not plastic um, and mantle mentorship, because first of all, as women, we're not Barbie dolls, right? We're not just something that, you know, people can just showcase and we're not just arm candy. We're mantle. We all have an assignment. Literally, if you go on our website at www.kamishah.com, you will literally see we have like sweatshirts that we're having for the fall, but we've been had them. And it says like um, not plastic preacher or not plastic teacher, not plastic CEO. Like there's something for every kind of woman because you're not just a doll baby. The Lord didn't create you to just be something that was pretty and just sit there, but he created you with a purpose and an assignment. And so literally you need to know that first of all, that's important because we're not starting no feminine movement. We're not saying all the women who are independent because as women, we are supposed to be submissive in all things womanhood. This is the kind of things we actually do talk about to at the same time. So that's very important. I just want you to know what you're getting yourself into. We have a private mentorship program, but the Lord has us doing the virtual experience and we've collaborated with some amazing women of God, women that are in ministry and that are in business. And literally they've come to render their gifts. So first of all, if you're here, I need you to go ahead and type in the comments, even type where you're viewing from. Tell us the state, the country, because we have all followers from every place. So literally, and I need you to tag five and I need everybody who's watching to share this podcast right now. You cannot go on here and not do the service of literally sharing. But listen, I am excited. I'm not going to um, stay any longer. But I want to introduce our first guest for tonight. 
Jennifer Trotter. Listen, if you know anything about Jennifer, Jennifer is a woman's woman. If you follow her, if you've ever seen her page, and she's a voice. And that's really important, too, because not only is she a dope woman, but she's actually a voice, too, in the kingdom. And that's important. So, Jennifer, I'm going to have you go ahead first. Matter of fact, let me pray. Bless the airways first. And then I'm going to have you to go ahead and introduce yourself. So, Father, we thank you. We love you. We honor you and we magnify you. Father, we adore you. We lift you up and we reverence your holy name for you are holy. And we honor you for who you are and in our lives first. Father, we give you permission, Father, to even now take jurisdiction over the airwaves. Father, we cancel every demonic assignment that was set up against this live, against myself or the woman of God on tonight. Every demonic word curse. So, Father, you said in your word that every tongue that rises up against the shell be condemned. And so, Father, we send every demonic dart and arrow back to every naysayer, and we shut the mouth, Father, of the naysayer on tonight, every witchcraft assignment that was assigned to this live. Father, we cancel it right now in the name of Jesus, even every demonic altar, every shrine, even where the flyer for this assignment is placed, Father, we lift it right now in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we release your consuming fire because your fire is a fire that consumes, and you said it. It's in your word so father we believe it we thank you for everything that you're going to do on tonight so father we give jesus permission now to take reign and jurisdiction here on tonight for even the killing that is going to happen through conversation so father every line we render it now to the holy spirit and we give him permission to open up every portal from heaven to release the downloads of information of what it is that he wants to say father let a woman be healed on tonight through conversation for jesus was a conversationalist and so father bless the woman of god bless her mouth bless her hands even bless her heart for being here on tonight father and we declare and decree that it is so and we close and we seal this prayer only in the blood of jesus and we declare and decree that it is so in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So, Jen, go right ahead. Do you mind if I call you Jen? Yeah. Please. Okay. Okay. Listen, <laughs> because you know, first of all, when people start calling people nicknames, you got to be like, hold on, we got to be close for you to be calling me these things. But it's just kind of easier, especially because y'all know I can't really talk right now with these braces. So, <laughs> so literally, Jen, I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. We're going to go ahead and get started. Hey, everybody. First of all, um, thank you, woman of God, for having this. I believe that this is going to be something supernatural. My spirit is so excited. My name is Jen. I am a conversationalist, a preacher, a teacher. I'm all things singleness, sisterhood, and salvation. Um, I'm an itinerant speaker, and I go around talking about whatever the Lord has for me to talk about. But I believe in being practical. And I believe in having application to the word of God. And I'm excited about this conversation because I believe that the Lord moves powerfully through practical, authentic conversations. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So let me ask you a quick question. How did you get started? What was your story of conversion of how you actually ended like at the, the, the place of where you are now? As far as being saved, child. No, well, oh. well, you could talk about that too. <laughs> and then talk about how you actually ended up with doing what you're doing, like in ministry and stuff like that. But let's talk about that too, because I think even people knowing people's stories of how they actually came to Christ is important too. So mm -hmm. share a little bit of that with us. 
So um, I said child because I'm a church girl, but I had a little bit of curiosity. I was literally born on a pew. My mother prayed for me for 10 years before the Lord um, answered her. Me and my brother are 13 years apart. The yeah. doctor said that my mother had the worst uterus he had ever seen and that yeah. she was not going to have um, a baby. She was not going to have wow. a baby. And she prayed for a baby girl for 10 years Wow. and I was born. So I was born um, reared and um, in the you know, we were a house of the Lord. We, you know, certain things you couldn't do it was a sanctified house. My mother would tell me, it ain't nothing you can do in this house that the Holy Ghost won't let me find out about. <laughs> like, I prayed for you. You know, all of the things, all of, you know, every ministry you can think about I was a part of. And then once I became grown, I decided that I was going to live my life. And I remember, I remember being in a gay club with some of my um, friends and I'm um, having a time of my life and all of a sudden an, a reverential fear fell over me and the only thing that I could think about was the rapture literally wow. so everybody going drinks going around people going up doing all the things and I'm like lord please don't let me die in this club it was so <laughs> you know just the church he came out and I told the Lord that if he saved me, I would never go back. I went to the church house the next couple of, I guess, whenever we had church again. And I rededicated my life to Christ um, because I wanted a an experience of who God was for myself and not just surviving off of the prayers of my parents. Um, and that was um, a unique experience for me. And I've been running for Jesus for a long time. And I'm not tired yet. That's what I was Okay. <laughs> Back it was that I'm not tired yet. I'm Go ahead. Tired. I'm not tired. Um, so as far as being an influencer and things like that, I believe that there was something missing in the conversation. I started out, um, I've always been a real fan of women's ministry. And I commend you to Woman of God because I believe a real recognizes real. Yes, right? real recognizes real um we don't do things just because it's trending we don't do stuff just because other people are doing it we do it because that's we're right. called to it that's right when I, yeah when i first kind of got start doing stuff um i was i wanted to be a stylist for like two seconds and i was like this is exhausting i don't want to do this <laughs> and then um i started making over women and i love the way that I, that made me feel and I knew, or I love the response of the women that, um, you know, the experience made them feel. And then I was like, oh, I like this. And then I started chatting. But then in 2017, the Lord, I, I posed a question to my Facebook family at the time. And I said, somebody should do a dope something for single women. I felt no. like there that singles were being left out of the conversation. I felt like we were talking about the things that's better to marry than to burn. And we were talking about all the churchy things, but where was the trendy girls at? Like, me? <laughs> where am I supposed to go? You know, at that time I was in a relationship, but I was like, like, where, where is the fun people at? Like something, it was just like, what, what is going on? And the Lord pointed that thing. I was like, somebody should do a dope event for singles. And what started out to be an event ended up being, um, my passion of wow. spreading the gospel to singles and women. And I talk about a whole lot of other things, but that was like my, my niche. Like we're not overlooked. Right. God has not forgotten about us. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of grew. 
Wow. You know, you hit a lot of things. I want to, I'm a writer and I listen to people very well more than I talk. And so I wrote down a couple of things that um, you said, and I want to kind of go backwards because this is where the Lord has taken me because you said something about the part of where are the trendy girls at? Right. And so literally, you know, so many people think, and I'm not talking about the generation of old because they have a way of thinking, a methodology, and the ideology. But what I'm more so talking about is the generation that's next. They think Christianity is very boring, right? And I'm not saying that we have to come up with ways to try to invent them to come to Christ. But I know one thing about Holy Spirit, he's very strategic. And when the times change and as the time changes, he has to give us different strategies to how to win souls. Right. So like, for instance, when the Lord, because you said, where's the trendy girls at? When the Lord gave us Dope Girls Pray for our ministry, at first I said, Lord, Dope Girls Pray, right? But he said, Dope Girls Pray. Now, I didn't know literally like what Dope Girls Pray was going to do, like how far that it was going to go and the kind of people that it was going to reach. But I knew that it was a representation about me because I was a young woman who was dope and I love to be saved, right? Mm -hmm. So I knew that my job, because the Lord is strategic, I'm going mm -hmm. somewhere. I knew that my job was to show some of the women of next that you can be saved and still be trendy, mm -hmm. that you don't have to be a harlot, right? We're not saying to, right. to live like that, to still be holy, still live a lifestyle of holiness, but at the same time, still look fun, still mm -hmm. have fun, still be balanced, right? Even though my balance, I might be still kind of a boring balance because I still stay in the house. I don't really go out too, 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 too much, but that's because of the way the Lord has my consecration set up. However, when I do go outside, I do like to look nice. I want to put myself together, right? And it's only because, watch this, because we're not discrediting the older generation. There's mm -hmm. many things that they taught us, like how to wear a slip, how you should wear stockings, you know, how that you should buy good bras. Come on, mm -hmm. this is women, all things womenhood all here, right. <laughs> right? Good underwear, right? Every mm -hmm. time that you go shopping, you know that you should buy new underwear. Mm -hmm. That you should buy new underwear, like when you go shopping and everything of that nature. All of that stuff is important. However, too, at the same time, there's no however with that. But the way that you're going to kind of reach the newer generation how can you go to a people if you don't look like them? Now, I'm not saying we got to go on Fashion Nova and buy the clothes that we wear to the club. We're not saying right. that. But what I'm saying is the thing of literally being yourself, your authentic self, because one, when you're off your authentic self, one, you look comfortable. Mm -hmm. This is one thing I even teach my mentees and billboards because you said something even striking when you were saying how you wanted to be a stylist. But then that kind of was a thing because this is the thing. If you don't feel comfortable in what you're doing, it's going to come across. Right. Even if you may be good at whatever it is that the thing is, if you mm -hmm. don't feel comfortable when doing it, it's going to look weird to people. Right. Mm -hmm. So that part, I do believe that. It is important because, like I said, even when the Lord gave us the dope girls pray, literally, when I tell you there are so many women, I, I remember a girl in the Netherlands and she said one day that the Lord just told her to type in podcast and dope girls pray came up. Now, I was honored because out of thousands and millions and trillions of podcasts, that one came up. But watch this. That came up because it was something that was probably relatable to her. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? It was something that was fitting to her and her lifestyle so the point of the matter is that part of what you're saying about where the trendy girls and people that are representing like even when you said the singles ministry that is important because there's a lot of people in church and we're for marriage but everybody's not married yet 
Right. So we do have to have stuff in place that's set up for the single people. So watch this. They know how to position themselves for marriage. If this stuff is not taught beforehand and watch this now, this is where the generation of old is supposed to come in. Mm-hmm. Because then they sit down and they teach the younger woman, this is how you carry yourself as a woman. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. Because I'm going to be honest, that stuff is not really being done anymore. Like you may have your parents and stuff that do that. But like this should be something that the mothers of the church, um, the women in the church and all of that should be doing too at the same time. Mm-hmm. Then you talked about the rededicating of your life. That's important because, you know, there's a lot of people that walk around and they think that they're saved and they're not right. And I'm talking about being saved and let's go through this really fast. I know this isn't preaching or teaching, but I really believe that we need to explain this because when you said the rededication, that is really important. When you make the decision to be saved, you're making a decision not only to be a follower of Christ, but to actually follow him as who he is, not who he was because he's not a history book. Right. So a lot of people, and you know this because you've been in church all your life. I grew up in church too. But there's a lot of people that think that they're saved and they're they're in church, but they're not in God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that rededication part is important because I even had to rededicate myself. Like even though I grew up in church, a lot of people know my testimony. And then I went to a slam for like 13 years, practiced like old, old, old Testament, right? And then came back to Christ and watched this. Not only did I get resaved again, but I had to get rebaptized again. Mm-hmm. You know, because I had to rededicate myself because watch this. Oh, father, I didn't want to go here. But conversion means this. I used to believe one thing, but now I believe another. Yes. So literally, when you come back in from believing one thing, watch this. Even if it wasn't a religion, even if it was a lifestyle. Yeah. Because conversion is a lifestyle. Keep talking. No, that was that was pretty much it. I think Um, and, and it's when you said that, because we're. Even yesterday, the Lord was impressioning me to really communicate that we still got to repent. Like, this Come is on. an everyday walk. Like, this isn't just, um, the church is not a social club. This is our lifestyle. We are called to be a living sacrifice, right? We are called to follow him. We are called to trust him. It is not just about the things that we get, but we are in a active relationship with jesus christ and that means that certain parts of our relationship needs to be worked out right and i think sometimes we have this self-righteous air that we have it all together no 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 no. like i remember like yesterday when the lord saved me i remember some of the things he snatched me out of and i'm not just looking for what i could still do and be saved i'm looking for how i can be different for christ um so that's that's just the tip that i'm on and i truly believe that sometimes as church people we want to just preach to other church people now i'm called who called who called evangelize to the basketball wives come on I love who it. Who evangelize to the billionaire women, right? Who are going? Who are going to speak to those women? So that's kind of the tip that I'm on. I want to. I mean, I love our church. I love the culture of church, but not just them. One one of the things that blesses me so much is when someone meets me, and I'm dressed however I'm dressed. I'm always appropriate, but I'm I'm stylish, and uh, they're like, "You a preacher?" <laughs> I, am. I am for real. 
And I tell them all the time, even my family, I'm a different type of preacher. You probably even never encountered one like me before, but I come with the gospel and I come as my authentic self. So yeah, I believe that. That's Let me cut you for one on. second. Mm -hmm, go ahead. Because you just said something that was really important, right? Mm -hmm. Because you said, who's going to go out? And literally, you know, this is this is all things womanhood, but at the same time, we still say that at the same time. And one thing that the church is afraid to do, they are afraid to go out, mm. right? And they left it just to the office of the evangelist. And really, that's all of our jobs, because even if you're not um, evangelizing, your lifestyle is still evangelizing. Even if you're not going to be like a communicator type of evangelist, your lifestyle is still evangelizing to whoever you're around, whether you're at your work. You at home, all of this stuff. And I'm going to tell you something that is true. I'm going to tell you how I knew that the Lord was strategic, even when he did Dope Girls Pray. Because I never forget this. You know Miss Blaine Miami on Instagram? Mm -hmm. Okay. So one day, I she had made a post. And this was like in 2020. She made a post. And literally, it was a picture of Jesus. And he had a teddy bear behind his back. And it was a little girl that had one. Mm -hmm. And she said, what's your interpretation of this picture? She asked everybody. And I gave like this long prophetic interpretation because I'm going to always be me wherever I go, because I'm going to tell you one thing that I've learned. And women, y'all listen to this because you said be your authentic self. You never change who you are in a room. And I'm talking about your spiritual side. Right. Because I've been the Lord has graced me, not me, to place me in a room of wealthy people. And I did not water down who God was in my life. Right. I still was my prophetic self. I still was my seeing self right now. I didn't sit here and talk like da, 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 But watch this. Oh, father, when the Lord adds value to you, you don't even have to change your tone. You don't even have to change your tone when the Lord adds value to you. Like you could go in if you did have a mm, like a T. Renee Glenn. Mm, you could still go in a room and literally do that in front of people that may not even know who God is. But because the Lord has added value to you and to your voice, people will listen. And so I saw this for myself one day. Um, one of my clients um, who's one of my corporate clients. She has a boutique. She has like some in different malls and then she has one like on a strip. And so like there's a lot of Islander girls because she's Islander that come in there. I'm Islander too or whatever. And so literally um, one of the girls that was in there, she was a nice, beautiful looking girl, whatever. But I could tell like she was being tormented. Now we just have a regular conversation, right? Because remember, Jesus was a conversationalist. And sometimes I think as church people, we forget how to be normal, Mm -hmm. Right. We only know, ooh, Father, we only know how to speak about God in the presence of church people, mm -hmm. but we don't know how to save souls outside of the building. That's another lie for another day. Right. And so literally, I never forget this girl was being so tormented and people could not see. And so me and her was just having a regular conversation. She started off, watch this, by showing me stuff that she could do for a business. And I said, why don't you do it? She did makeup and she did it really, really good. And I said, why don't you do it? She was like, I don't know. I'm just not encouraged. So I was like, you know, whenever you're ready, you're serious. I'll help you with branding your stuff, you know, marketing you and stuff like that, blah, 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 blah. Watch that. Watch this. That was the, the, the opener to really having a conversation, right? And so literally the next thing you know, it turns into a whole freaking deliverance session inside of there. And it was so crazy because the girl has so much witchcraft that was attached to her. Like people was really trying to kill her. Mm. And so I said, I thank God, watch this, that I wasn't afraid to be who God called me to be even on a street.
Because sometimes some of us, we're, oh, people going to look at us crazy. Or people, and the thing is, at the end of the day, when, oh, Father, when it's the Father, he'll set you up in a position that people will receive you. Mm -hmm. Because that's how he is, especially when he wants to do something. He'll put you in a position that the people, they won't have a choice but to receive what it is that you're about to give them. And watch this. That girl received salvation in a boutique, in a store, in the middle of a freaking hood. And watch this. You know why she said that she felt comfortable with talking to me? She said, because you look like me. Mm. Now, I'm not telling nobody to go out there and go change the way you dress. That might not be your cross. You got to know where your grace is. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So when you said, and the reason why I'm sticking on this, mm. because people, here's the adversity, right? People will try to um, water down when a person says, I'm called to the wealthy, or I'm called to the basketball wives, or I'm called to um, these people here or the people in the music industry. Somebody has to go out. Somebody got to do it. Somebody has to go out. And you know why the Lord literally is raising up people within? Because people aren't going out. So he has to take some people that's already in that industry and then raise them up, meaning to set them apart, bring them out from among them and to save those people because you know why? We're too afraid to go out. And then people make us think that we're a bad people because we may say, I, I'm called to this kind of people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, and try to water it down. But at the end of the day, it's like to each his own. Maybe that's not your grace. And if that's not your grace, then more grace to you. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm just saying, because what will happen is you won't literally end up walking in who God calls you to be because we're trying to be what everybody else wants us to be. But God may want us to do the uncommon. Yes. It's yeah. the uncommon. Come on, elaborate some more. <laughs> Can I tell you what the Lord told me? He, I've been telling my mentee this, and I've even said this today. The supernatural is uncomfortable. And the reality is some of us are so comfortable with code switching in the spirit because we're not comfortable with who God has called us to be. The reality is I am not just, ooh, this is really the Lord because I don't even say this out loud. <laughs> I am not just a prophet in, in, in church settings. You are a prophet in the marketplace. You Come on. are a deliverance minister in the marketplace. And we have to get comfortable with who God has called us to be wherever he has called us to be in. Why you keep code switching in you churchy? And I'm not talking about traditional church jargon. I'm talking about speaking the things of the spirit. Why are you code switching? Are you not comfortable with your Jesus. spiritual self? Why are you? Because here's the thing. We think that the world doesn't want the supernatural. No, 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 no. People are looking for miracle signs and wonders. After all that has happened these last two years, you think that people just want regular, regular, basic? No, they are looking for the supernatural to arise. But till, until we get comfortable with Come who on. God has called us to be, then we will stop code switching in the spirit. Ma'am, hold on. You're preaching. I hear you. I hear your voice. I hear your voice hold on wait it's an amber alert because i'm hearing your tone come out you didn't you're going in sermon mode uh-uh come down come down come down yeah but we we have to stop code switching stop you don't know who needs that That's in true. the grocery store line people are being tormented just like that young woman you were talking about they are being tormented daily by, by by things they can't even comprehend. 
because of the things in their bloodline. And Come God on. has called you to be a generational curse breaker. He has called you to be a warrior. And you're going to shut your mouth when it's time for you to arise? Jesus. What then? What you? What are we really called to? Because I don't have time to play with y'all. I'm Come not on. here to perform at church services. Y'all know God. I got to do what he's called me to do outside. Jesus. Whether that be at church. Whether that be in the marketplace, whether that be with my homegirls, whether that be when I'm out to eat, right? We got to stop performing and stop code switching Jesus. and do what, it, do what it is that God has called us to be. But first, we got to get comfortable with being different. That's good. That's good. I can hear people saying now, I, I don't look like a preacher. What does a preacher look like? Woo! I'm not comfortable being a prophet. What does a prophet look like? Jesus. What does an evangelist look like? Who told you that? Jesus. We got to cancel some of these isms and these things that are uh, traditionalism and really rise up to who God has called us to be. That's how you really will not be plastic. Stop trying to fit molds that God called you to break. Come on. You wasn't called to look like them. And you got to stop despising your difference. Stop being disgusted with the fact that you're different. God created you different That's for good. a reason so that That's you can good. reach a different type of people. I feel my help, but I'm going to calm down. I'm going to calm down. You, you, yeah. Stop despising the difference that the difference that you are. You were called to be peculiar, right? So why are you trying to blend with everybody else? And I, I had that experience too. When I first got saved, God called me to preach and I was like, yo, Okay, what does that look like? So I used to buy these terrible suits. <laughs> every Saturday, I used to make my mom buy me these terrible suits every Sunday so that I could look like a preacher. I struggled trying to find my voice. I struggled because wow. I didn't have a hoop like everybody else. And then the Lord had to literally shake me. Who told you you had to sound like that? Who told wow. you you had to look like that? I am calling you to an uncommon people. And if you try to blend in, you're not going to reach them. Woo, Father. So that's why it's easy for me to minister when I'm on the when, when I'm just living my life. That's why it's easy for me to minister in uncommon places because I look like an uncommon preacher. Wow. We gotta get comfortable mm -hmm. with the supernatural. The supernatural is uncommon. Jesus. And that's so many of us. Listen. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jennifer, Lady Jen, Sister Jen, <laughs> Prophet Jen, Pastor Jen. First of all. You said something literally about the world wants the supernatural, and it's true. The world does want the supernatural. And I wrote this down, um, literally, that Paul said that prophecy is for the disbelievers. Because when you said, y'all know God, meaning the church is true. And I said this, and I've never said this publicly, but I, I'm going to say it now. I said, I refuse to keep ministering to the same people. Mm -hmm. I refuse because there comes a time in your Christian walk 
Um, and we're talking about women of God, men of God, you know, everybody that's in God, that literally we're all supposed to go out and walk in the kingdom identity of who God has called us to be from the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Nothing that we've made up, nothing that we decided that we was going to wake up and say, today, I want to be a preacher, a, a prophet, or, you know, I'm saying from the beginning. And that is true. And it's so important because the world is just waiting for the specific voice that's assigned to that person. Yeah. It's true because even when you said, and this is funny for me, when you was like, I went out and wore them horrible suits, I said, I'm not being nobody's first lady with no Sunday hat. <laughs> now, because see, I used to get, and we're going to kind of go with this too, because we still got some time. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, you know how in your, your courting phase where people are interested in you, I used to get like some pastors with these dusty Bibles and briefcases. I'm not. It's no shade or anything, but they wanted me to just be like this first lady that sat on the the front pew with a nice head and look nice. And I said, "That's not me," because and then, oh, father, because even in in the the arena of courting, you got to be careful because literally sometimes the enemy will send people to muzzle your voice. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, I know that I am a prophet. So I can't help but to prophesy. So if my if I have a person who's saying that they're my spouse, but you want to muzzle my gift, I know you can't be my husband because you're not letting me be who God wants me to be, not who I want to be, but who God wants me to be. I'm not saying that I got to outshine you, outrule you, know none of that, because as women, we know where our place is. We know where we're supposed to be. And I know for what the Lord told me that when I'm married outside of my husband, I got to be just a prophet with him. Now, outside of him, I'm the apostolic reformer, but with him, we both can't be the oxes because two oxes can't plow a field, right? And so that can be hard, too. We want to kind of talk about this because we're going to segue. How do you think you're courting like faith? Is it hard for you, for you being like a woman of God and like the, the type of voice that you are? Do you find it to be like hard? Girl, let me tell you. <laughs> I think one day I'm gonna write a book on it. Um, I think we have to get comfortable in who we are, but we have to. We don't have to be the loudest to be the strongest. So That's good. it is. It is. It has been hard because I believe um, that some men. And I'm trying to be very careful with my words. There are some men that won't approach women of God because they don't feel like they have the capacity to contain what the Lord has given us. And that doesn't mean that I'm better. That doesn't mean that I want to take over. Um, That doesn't mean, you know, that I'm loud and belligerent. But that just means like what you have has a capacity that is too much for me. I've literally had men tell me I can't be the man that you need me to be. And I had to, I had to stop taking that as a rejection and taking that as a protection. I am not, you know, we're different type of women. We have different type of assignments, but I know, and my pastor, I love my pastor. Um, he, he, he told someone one time, like, she is really powerful and i need you to know that you gotta have capable hands to carry this one here not even just to carry but to cover the assignment and there is a depth in god that the man of god that we date have to have and we gotta be okay with that 
You right. gotta be okay as a woman. If you know that God has set you up to be set apart, if you're a powerful woman, you have a you know, a different type of anointing on your life, you're called to be a leader, you have to be okay with not just dating everybody. Because everybody true. is not capable. Right? And I don't, again, I'm not saying it's with any pride or, or any arrogance, but you have to be okay knowing that some people aren't qualified. Because here is the thing, this is why it's very serious. When I decide to get married and I align myself with the man of God, I am a woman of God, which means I am a woman of order, right? So the man of God that I marry has the capacity to take me to uh, uh, overflow in destiny, or he has the capacity to cut me off in the places that I was created to overflow wow. in because he is my covering. So he's either going to be a cap or he's going to take me beyond. So That's I have cool. to be mindful knowing that does this person have the capacity to take me to the next place in God? Is this partnership good for me or am I so desperate that I'm going to settle with someone that is going to cut off my legacy that's going to cut off my power that's going to muzzle my voice that's going to mute me in a place that I was called to speak right wow. so we got to be mindful it's very 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 um it's different but I do believe that there is a man of God that is for me and we will have a beautiful life together. I believe that I will be married. Um, we also gotta be mindful of our tone. Just because you're powerful in the spirit doesn't mean that you have power over a man. That's right. Teach, now teach that. <laughs> right, because sometimes we get so powerful, you know, because we know how to command a room. We know how to cast out devils. We know how to set atmospheres. That don't mean that I lord over him. That don't mean I speak over him. So we got to know, you know, when to put on the cape and when to lay down our grace, right? So we got to know when to speak and when to be quiet. And I'm not trying to be off some, you know, trying to tell y'all what to do, but some of us powerful women are got it. Don't tell them what to do. <laughs> some of them need to shut up and sit down. Right. These women. We no dates because we don't know how to keep our mouths closed. When That's true. Our mouths. So it is a, it, it, it is a balance that you really have to seek the Lord um, with. Um, but I'm not going to lie. It's been challenging. Um, it's been challenging, but I, I believe that those challenges have taught me some lessons. Be okay no. with being but, rejected by the wrong one. Be okay. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. But you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to piggyback off of this here because I have been courting without a touch um, for a long time since the Lord has been really calling me to this supernatural marriage and, and how this thing was going to be originated. However, I'm going to say this when it comes to some people because that is true. And sometimes as women... We do deal with an adversity because we may have strong voices that like people may think, well, men may think that we're not submissive. Mm -hmm. But I, I say literally, if you know anything about people that are normally stronger in spirit, they usually are meeker in the natural. They're usually like 10 out of 10. Most of us at home are like little, little puppy dolls. Like, man, man. Like, if our husband, we're excited, right? We're not even those kind of aggressive women, like, or people in the natural. Because I could say that about myself. I'm more quiet. Like, I remember one time one of my, my friends that's going to come on here, Prophet Erica, when she met me in person for the first time, she said, you are so quiet. Because so, so many people are so used to me on social media like this. 
you know, but it's only because when you're when you have an assignment and you're only speaking when the Lord is telling you to speak. And I know how the Lord uses me. I'm like a judgment prophet. The most the only time that you're really going to hear me so much of like they call it doom and gloom <laughs> is really when the Lord is releasing his judgment. Mm-hmm. Right. And so because I have an assignment and see, this is where ooh, father men, because since we're talking about all things womanhood, where they have to use discernment, because watch this. If you're really seeking the Lord about a person. The Lord is going to tell you about that person, mm-hmm. even if it's from a distance. Oh, mm-hmm. father, because we're going to help them out on tonight. Some things you don't have to ask people a question. The Holy Spirit will tell you mm-hmm. if you're really seeking them because you're interested in the person and not the gift. Right. Because you kind of get that, too. Like you get some people sometimes that only come because they're attracted to the anointing. But mm-hmm. I tell people. You might not be able to handle what comes with the anointing because I don't post my life on social media. But if I was to post some of the warfare, I said some people probably wouldn't even want to be connected because mm-hmm. of literally that stuff begins to fall off. Even the people that's really connected to you, mm-hmm. you know, with the spouse. And it's true. Be- and oh, father, how you'll even know for people that are stronger people of literally the kind of spouse that you're supposed to have because i always say this if i am a small portion because we're the rib my husband has to be way bigger than me mm-hmm. so if i'm kind of aggressive in the spirit i know um my husband is way more aggressive than me mm-hmm. so watch this oh father he won't the one that i came from won't be intimidated by me mm-hmm. he can't be if i'm your rib so that part is important of when you were talking about even for y'all single people that are out here of really being patient and literally because when you were talking the lord brought me back to something he said to me great things take time Mm -hmm. and literally when the lord fathers the lord is like really jealous about some of us that he's not Mm -hmm. going to just let us even make the the mistake or the error Mm -hmm. of just marrying anybody because i'm going to say something that's really important marriage is for an assignment and you said something that was important that either the person the man could either cap you or take you beyond mm-hmm. and literally when you're called to do something the lord especially when you're walking right with the father he's not going to let anybody come to cap you because of what it is that your marriage is assigned to do it's not so much about you mm-hmm. but it's more so much about what your marriage is assigned to do what y'all are supposed to do together right so capping, literally, it cannot be an equation or something mm-hmm. of a factor because if, if if a husband comes and cap you, then watch this. Y'all ministry can't progress. And I'm not just talking right. about the ministry of a church, but the ministry of marriage. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Say something. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that it is. I, you're, you're so on point. Um, I think going to your point about the Lord speaking to him about me. Or speaking to him about you, he's going to give you the keys to even come to approach me. And I, I, you can't be intimidated by someone you're supposed to be aligned with. So if you're intimidated, or you know, because that is a thing, I know we don't like to talk about it, but if you're intimidated by the anointing, or if you're intimidated by the calling, then I know that we're not going to be in alignment because my husband is going to have the language for me. He, I mean, and even not just the Lord giving giving it to him, but even in our communication. So to your point about us being, you know, meek, like I be raw, raw, you know, in the spirit in ministry. Y'all in relationships, I'd be like, Yes, dear. 
<laughs> what, what, what you want to do? Like, I'm not even that. So, but unless you get to know me, some people want to be married to the perception of you. They That's can't good. handle the reality of you, right? So if you're scared by the perception of me, then you're not for me. And I'm learning that that is okay. Just because they're a good guy doesn't mean they have to be my guy. Because my guy, the Lord is going to give him the strategy, the secrets to deal with me and to things of the spirit, right? Like I've always said, I need a safe place to land my head. So I'm not, I'm not trying to be Lord over you. I'm not trying to be aggressive. There ain't going to be no, you know, tick for tack or whose ministry's bigger. I'm not. Right. I have Lord. Outside, there are things that I'm doing and a part of. I don't want to have to be in charge with you. But you're only going to know that if you have the secrets of my heart. So it's challenging, but I don't believe that it is impossible for Mm -hmm. powerful women to date and to court. I think we have to, again, be okay with being different. Be okay with people not understanding. My most... um, pet peeve, my biggest, excuse me, pet peeve in a relationship or intimate dynamic is to be misunderstood. So it's like, if you don't have the communication keys to for us to get an understanding, I'm okay with us not aligning. Because I, if I talk and preach to the people, but I can't talk and, and get an understanding from you, we're not aligned. So we really got to be okay as powerful women of God with everyone not being the one, but waiting well on the one that the Lord is going to send. That's true. Because you know what else is important? Because I know that there's a lot of single women who are in waiting. And, you know, it's crazy because we don't really have conversations like this. So sometimes some people don't even know what to look for. Mm -hmm. But I, I say, and one thing that the Lord really dealt with me on was first of all, the Lord showed me the kind of husband first, one of where I came from, but also to who I should look for, right? And I'm not talking about the thing of, oh, I want somebody wealthy. I want somebody that could preach like this, somebody that has this kind of church, because really the husband is supposed to be able to deal with you, the person, not the gift. Yep. So we're, we're not supposed to get married more so because, you know, um, I need somebody that can handle my gift. Because, first of all, you're not going to be able to handle my gift because you didn't give me my gift. Mm. So the only person that can really carry our gift things, and that's for all of us, even if it's for a spouse, Mm. is the Holy Spirit, is the Father. Because Mm. he's the gift giver. Mm -hmm. Now, however, I do believe that if it's the one that you came from, they should be versed. Like how you said, know the language Mm -hmm. of your gift. Because it is kind of frustrating that if you marry someone who does not understand? I can't be in here talking about angels and demons and us going to the glory. You look like, what are you talking about? And it's like, <laughs> you're going to get on my nerves and go frustrate me because you can't even understand me or I can't have a conversation with you. You know, and so that is important because watch this. Ooh, you know the quickest way, y'all, because I'm talking to y'all out here now that you will learn literally who you're supposed to be looking for. Look at yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not talking about your fleshy self. I'm talking about your spiritual self. When you, Because remember, you are the rib that comes from a rib cage, right? And so literally everybody comes from a specific rib cage because this was something that was from the beginning with Adam and Eve. We're not just making something up. But literally when you look at the, the kingdom identity of self, 
you kind of know what's the expectation of what you should be looking forward to at the same time when it comes to yourself. Not saying your husband is going to look exactly like you or your spouse, even if you're a man that's watching and your wife is going to look exactly like you or act like you. But literally, it should be a balance. Like, for instance, this is natural. Too. This ain't even spiritual. If you're an emotional person, then that means the person that balances you out has to be a person with a strong can. Because both of us can't be crybabies, Jen. Right. We both can't be crying on the journey, you know, and my feet hurt and my feet hurt too. No, somebody got to say, listen, let's get some stop and get some other kind of shoes, but we got to keep walking. We can't mm -hmm. keep stopping to cry. So you also look at that part too. Whatever your weekend or that your strong parts in, it's, it is supposed somebody put that on there. The anointing is supposed to balance out, but also the natural too. Yeah. Because watch this: the anointing is only for assignments. Right. So this is ooh ooh because you said something earlier. But this is where people mess up a lot because they're only attracted to the anointing, but they're not attracted to the person. Once the anointing wear off, all you have is Kamisha. Mm -hmm. You don't have the prophet. The apostolic reformer, the evangelist, the teacher. You don't have that person. All you have is Kamisha. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be my natural self. Mm -hmm. Right? So at the end of the day, that part is important too. Ooh, because even if you're courting and you like still trying to do the checks and balances of who is who, you got to like the person. Oh, yeah. Because I don't care how much money you have or how well you preach. If you're nasty, I can't deal with that. Because naturally, I'm not a nasty person. You know, not at all by a long shot. So I know for sure, for sure, I'm not going to spend the rest of my life with somebody who just has a nasty attitude. And that's why one of the things that I've always said to the father is don't send him until he's whole. Because whoever is the promise and whoever he has fashioned from the beginning, don't send him until he's whole. Because, you know, the one thing that we do wrong and we're closing um, is that literally we don't make sure that we're in alignment. Yeah. You know, a lot of times some people walk into some things, but they they didn't properly align themselves to receive what it is. And that's how even how some people miss what it is that God is sending because they wasn't in alignment. Like you didn't position yourself to be able to see when it was time to see. Right. Father, we hear you. Yeah. You didn't position yourself to see when it was time to see. Yeah. So sometimes you'll not see what it is that God wants you to see because why you didn't put yourself in position to see and watch this. God is not going to force us to see. Yeah. He's not. He's not going to force us to see. He's not going to force us to accept, even if he said it, because right. people and I teach this all the time. Prophecy does not have to be walked in. Mm. You could forfeit a prophecy that the Lord could say one thing and then literally you decide to go and do another. We've right. done it many a times mm -hmm. where we might have ran from something. The Lord was calling us to something and we said, oh, I'm not ready. You know, anything. And we could forfeit what it is that the Lord was saying. Now, watch this. Ooh, Father. Now, if the grace is on that situation, then there's a possibility that it could still be there when you get ready. That's only if the Father really honors you, meaning mm -hmm. like he really wants this to be. Mm -hmm. because he know what it can be but if it's not he'll raise up another oh yeah that's for assignments that's for marriages mm -hmm. you know even for people because there's some of you out here i hear this that was married and the spouse forfeited i've been in that oh, yeah. situation too before you know and literally it wasn't your fault so the lord has to raise up another mm -hmm. And he'll replace it with something better. Mm -hmm. So listen, because we're not going to tire out the people. They've been on here all night. So listen, guys, here is a time that you can participate. I want to put y'all comments up here first because y'all saying some um, some good things.
um, literally in the comments. But this is what I want you guys to do for us for tonight. I want you guys to literally, let me take us out really fast. Um, to sew on tonight. I want you guys to sew. And the reason why I want you to sew because I literally want to be able to sew into the woman of God because she has rendered her time and her giftings here on tonight. No, nobody has requested any honorariums to God be the glory, but I do believe in sewing into the gift. So listen, there are literally like 10 of you that can sew $50 and the rest of you get close enough to 20. If you know anything about this ground, you know that this is good ground and that you will get a return because we know spiritual law a seed never leaves you i'm going to leave the information up here hold on one second let me put her back in here so I'll type in, Christine, oh, here's, I have something else. See, the Lord is going to always cover us. <laughs> so here's the information down here. I just need those 10 people who are going to sell the 50 just to put a green check in here so that we know that these people are going to sew. And the rest of you, if you can just get close. Now, this is the thing about y'all church people. Y'all get so scared. When it comes to sewing, but I'm going to tell you something about a principle if it comes to sewing. If you really follow me, you know that the Lord has graced us when it comes to literally this gifting of abundance. A seed never leaves you. That's the first thing. A seed never leaves you. And literally how you literally receive more seed is that if you give, the Bible says that God gives seed to the sowers. So if you have the heart to sow, literally the Lord gives you more so that you're able to give out because even the seed, watch this, it was never for us, but it was to give out anyway. And if you want to be replenished in what it is that God has given you, the key is to sow. Now, this is still the women's not plastic mentorship. Y'all want to figure out why Oprah and Ellen and all of them are rich the way that they are because they know spiritual law. They give. They give. Even if you think, oh, they're just doing it because it's a tax write-off. Well, it doesn't matter if that's what you think. The whole purpose is that the Lord set them up to be able to have because they know the spiritual law to give. That's not a church law. It's a spiritual law. So I don't want y'all to be afraid when it comes to sowing. Now, we're not here for money. The Lord has graced me. The Lord has graced her, you know, all of the above. But we do want to give back into the gift at the same time. So I just need 10 people to sow the 50. And I need the rest of you to get as close as you can to $20 to be able to sew on tonight. The sewing information for um, Cash App is Dope Girls Pray Podcast. That is our ministry Cash App. And then the PayPal is Kanisha at dopegirlspray.com. So, Jennifer, first of all, this was just really, really good. Was it was really, good. really good. And I'm so excited um, that literally that you were able to even come on here tonight and that we were able to connect and all of the above. It, it was just amazing. What is your advice in closing, um, literally, that what you would give to the women? I want to go back to something that I <clears throat> said earlier because it's really been pressing on me all week. Stop despising your call. There are at least five of you who have been hesitant to walk into the fullness of who God has called you to be. 
and you're talking about uh, you know we always got a spiritual deep word i'm 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 triumphant i'm walking in victory we're not going to walk in those things until or i'm walking in abundance i'm walking in wealth all of those are great things you can't get them until you walk in obedience come on that's good you can't you can't do that until you walk in obedience. The Lord has created you to be peculiar. He has created you to be different and you have to stop despising your difference. You keep asking the Lord and I hear him very clearly. You keep asking the Lord about confirmation. He has said it to you over and over again. You don't need another word. You don't Jesus. need enough someone else to come to you and prophesy to you. You need to walk in it. It has been pronounced over your life since the beginning of time. If you've heard it over and over again, now it's time for you to move. There is also a part of you that doesn't like what God has called you to do. Um, there was a portion of my ministry, and if I told you what it was out loud, y'all would crack up, that I just don't like. I think I am not good at it. I don't. I think there are other people that are better than me, and the Lord had to tell me, and I'm going to tell you, stop despising what I've called you to do. You cannot pick and choose when you're going to serve God. You cannot pick and choose when you're going to operate in your purpose. You have to accept the totality of who you are and walk in it. The Lord cannot, he cannot give you double if you're still walking in defeat. He cannot give you double if you're still walking in disobedience. He cannot give you double if you're still walking in being disgruntled. Now is the time. This is the not plastic mantled virtual experience. Now is the time to say, I accept being set apart. Jesus. I accept being called out. I accept being different. I accept, be I feel the power of God. Jesus. I accept being misunderstood. Yes, there is no, there's nobody in your family that God has called to do what you have called, he has called you to do. Accept it. I accept it. I accept it. And I'm going to walk in it. Because after the Lord has already given your assignment, now it's not optional. So maybe you're not still in the club. Maybe you're not still cussing people out. Maybe you're not still still doing some of those big sins. But if you have not submitted to the totality of who he has called you to be, you're still walking in disobedience. Jesus. Stop despising who God has called you to be and walk in the fullness of your purpose. Jesus. That's all I got. Wow. Amen. Listen, that was a, a good way to end. Hey, Prophet Nasir, a good way to end literally um, this mentorship session and this virtual experience of candid conversation and coffee, the Lord calls it. Um, and that was actually some good advice. Listen, I need you guys to continue to sow because we want to sow into the woman of God. And I pray and I declare and decree that you guys' houses will be full and never empty. But it's true because, and we're closing, when you were talking about accepting who you, who God has called you to be and by not walking into it is disobedience. And it's true because the one thing even too about the enemy, the warfare doesn't stop just because you say no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the warfare doesn't stop just because you say no, because literally the enemy can't stop because one day you may decide to say yes. Mm. 
And so he's going to always make sure that he has one up just in case if you change your mind, because even the Lord knows that we have free will. This was something that was given to us. So the enemy knows that we have free will, too. So even if you decided to work one day for his kingdom, he knows that there's no guarantee that you're going to stay there because of the free will. So that is true. And it is time for all of us. Even for people that are walking, you may say, well, I am walking, but you may not be walking in this next place of where God is calling you to be because of fear. And that happens because literally every time that God calls us to a place called next, because we've never been there before, it's new to us. So it's scary. Nobody's rushing to a place that they don't know. I'll give you Moses in closing, because even Moses said, he said, Lord, you've been having me to take these people somewhere and I don't even know where I'm taking them. Where am I taking them? And literally, he even had to ask the father himself. He then took them from out of Israel, took them in the wilderness. And he's still trying to figure out because the Lord never told him exactly where it was that he was going. And watch this, because we talked about this this week in class at the Glory Institute. The Lord said to Moses when they was down and worshiping that golden calf, you know what the Lord said to him? He said, I can't go with you. He said on the journey because the people, he said, these people are so stiff necked. I fear that I may kill them. He said, so I can't go with you on the journey because they're so stiff necked. I fear that I I may kill them. And this goes into literally what you're talking about of not walking in because all they, all they had to do was walk to a place that was uncommon. A place that they did not know. The Lord didn't tell them to preach, fight, prophesy, go do this, go do that. He said, just walk without complaining. Mm, that's just so walk. good. Mm. And they couldn't even see what was actually at the place of their necks, the place of promise. And if the Lord would have told them in advance that this was there, they probably would have walked without grunting. But, oh, Father, sometimes the Lord withhold information just to see how we respond. Mm. So what she said is true. And Dorothy Maddox, she just said it. I accept that I'm different because you are. It doesn't matter literally what it is that God has called you to do. It's always going to be different. And watch this. It's always going to look strange to people who are not called to what you're supposed to do. Look at Noah. They called him crazy for building that ark. They called Moses crazy too. And they called Jesus crazy. They said that he was casting out demons with the help of basketball. Mm-hmm. So there was nobody that came before us that literally people didn't say that they were strange or uncommon. So how you know literally that you're on the path of correctness is by people saying the same thing that they said about our forefathers. So I just wanted to close with that because what you said, it was powerful. It was pivotal. It was important. And it was on time because a lot of people are fearful to walk into who God has called them to be because it doesn't look like you said this, too. And I really I'm really done. You said this earlier what does a preacher look like? What does a prophet look like? Because some, some of us want to rehearse what it is that we see, but that may not be our sound. Ooh, hallelujah. That's so good. That may not be our sound. So th- these type of things, you can't rehearse. You only can do it from a place of presence. You only can. So Jennifer, I thank you, thank you, thank you so much, um, literally, for rendering out your time. 
your conversation and even your gift because your gift came out. You started preaching um, <laughs> tonight, literally. Um, and I really, really thank you for accepting the invitation at the Holy Spirit because he really highlighted you and the other women that was on here. But he specifically called you first. You was the first person that he highlighted and who I asked. And you responded immediately with no questions. And one I honor that even about you because sometimes some people may look at you on social media and say, oh, because she has a huge following. A lot of people talk to her all the time. She may not respond to me or whatever, whatever. And and, and literally people don't know your personality because they don't know you the person. They only judge it off of what they see. You know, I didn't feel that way, but people could look at it that way. They may feel like because sometimes when people are on platforms and I've been a victim of this too, people think this about me. Like I've, I've had places I went, they say, oh my God, like I'm touching you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what do you think <laughs> that you're touching what me? I can't believe I'm hugging you. I'm nobody. You know, I don't look at myself that way, but it's crazy. It's the Lord because when he places a value on you, people can't help but to honor the value that God has placed on your life. And I want to say that for you, because literally ever since that I saw you, you, your movement is fast. It's like divine acceleration. And it's not something because watch this. There are some people that operate in some strange things to do it. But because one thing about me, I listen to sounds. I don't just look at words, but I look at the spirit behind the words. You have a particular sound. One, it is uncommon. It's bold, too. It's courageous at the same time, but it comes with speed. That's why every time when you post something, people jump on because it's the hand of God that's really on your life. We learned about it this week about the finger of God and literally the finger of God, it equals access. So I just declare and decree for you that the Lord gives you more access more access in his kingdom for where it is that you're going. And I pray more divine acceleration over your life. And that literally what it took others three years to do that God would do with you in three months. Literally, I even declare for some um, walks for three weeks. And really because of your reverence that you have for the father, the reverence that you have for the father and also too for your conversion. May he reward you for your sincere conversion. Cause I will tell you one thing about conversion. There's a sound to conversion. It's not just a look, but there's a sound in the spirit that it cannot be mimicked. It can't be made up. So literally I really thank God for your life, literally in everything that you do. And I pray literally that your husband, he comes fast because you're going to need him for where you're going. You're going to need them for where you're going for the protection of the warfare more so for where you're going to. And literally some doors are not going to be released until that man steps into place. So I, I even pray now and I cancel every demonic blockage, every demonic altar that is set up even for you to not get married. Because the enemy does have people that set up altars for us because I even had one. The Lord showed me recently that I had to pray and tear down. It was an altar set up for me to not get married. It was a blockage there. And so literally, I just declare and decree that everything that tried to rise up against you in judgment that the father condemns because it has to happen before Jesus return, because you have to fulfill your work for this end time. And so I thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for your time. Listen, for all of you that are out there, 
um, that sold on tonight. Literally, people are saying expedite her spouse in Jesus name. Amen. Everybody should be putting a hand up to touch and agree with heaven on that because that's heaven declaring that. But out of the mouth of a prophet, too, as well. And the Lord has not allowed to, my, for my words to fall like um Samuel in the season to the ground. So literally, I know that the Lord honors it, but also too, he backs it too, because it's time. It's time. It's been time, but it's time. No, seriously, it's been time, but it's time. And so literally, Father, we thank you because he's already walked in time. So, you know, I just pray that for you. And I would even say, because I hear this increasing your fasting for it. That's not nothing strange. Because sometimes there's some some things that fasting and prayer can break because prayer is good, but sometimes fasting has to be accompanied by it, too. So I'm just praying for that for you. And I'm excited for you, too, at the same time for everything that God is going to do in your life. And I thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much again. And so, Father, we thank you. We love you. We honor you. We magnify you. We adore you. Father, we thank you for everything that you've done here on tonight. Father, bless the woman of God and the work of her hands and everything that she touches Father, even cover the people here on tonight that have took their time to listen and to tune into what it is that you wanted to say, Father. Even bless their hands, the work of their hands and everything that they do, Father. We even release divine angels on tonight to stand over the woman of God, the riders, the watchmen, the horsemen, and the gatekeepers to stand over her in her region. Father, we declare and decree no retaliation on tonight for what it is that she has done here. Father, even for every listener here, we declare and decree no retaliation for their obedience. Father, I thank you for the portals of heaven being open on tonight and for healing and deliverance to happen through conversation. We thank you for Jesus taking dominion here and being the Jesus, the conversationalist. And Father, we won't forget to give you all the glory and the praise and the honor that is due to you. And guys, in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Listen. Don't forget, y'all, that we're going to be on here for four weeks straight. It's four weeks straight. So every Thursday in September, except the last Thursday, and we even have a surprise for y'all. I'm not telling y'all just yet, but literally, y'all see we've been surprising y'all all week long with some different content and stuff of what the Lord is doing. But make sure that you're here. Set your notifications to come back because every week, if you look at the flyers, we have a different speaker that's going to be on. So we want you to be here every Thursday because everybody is going to give something different. It's not going to be the same type of conversation. So make sure that you hear the Lord is literally, he has the heart. I mean, the, the women on his heart. He wants to speak to the women this month and this is why he's doing it. So make sure that you're here. If you're attached to the sound and you're supposed to be here, make sure that you're here, guys. We thank you. We love you. We honor you. And you guys have a good night.